Hello, this is Mike Burek, your host and the producer of Krenitsya, The Well, a monthly podcast series about Ukrainians and their activities around the globe. Today is Monday, April 15th, 2019, and our guest for this episode is Maria Soroka, who is the president of a civic engagement organization called Razum, which means together in Ukrainian. Welcome, Maria. How are you today? I'm good, Michael. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Great. Thanks so much for agreeing to be on Krenitsya. I'd like to get some uh, background about yourself, Maria, both educational and professional, before we go in to talk about Razum. Sure. Uh, so uh, I was born in Ukraine in Lvivska Oblast, a small little town called Yavariv. And uh, when I was 14, my parents decided to move to the United States. Um, we moved in 2003, so I finished high school in, in Philadelphia City, and then I went to Penn State, where I graduated in advertising, public relations, and international studies. And after that, I always wanted to be in New York. I, I, I love the city from the film since I was little, uh, still living in Ukraine. Uh, so I was looking, uh, I was looking for uh, for, for for jobs in, in my industry. And my first job in New York was uh, at a publishing house, Hearst. I was working for Good Housekeeping magazine. Um, and after that, uh, after that experience. Um, where I learned a lot about uh, advertising in, in the magazines and the media and the legacy, you know, the madman world, so to say. Uh, I was also very drawn to startup culture. And that's when I moved to Newscred, which is a, a content marketing platform where they formed partnerships with magazines and newspapers and online publications, and they would republish them on uh, other websites for a fee. So I was at Newscred, and that's when my dawn started, and uh, my life took a, a very different turn. Uh, to be honest, when I moved to New York, I, I, do, uh, I did not know a single Ukrainian. Right now, it sounds uh, insane to me because I think most of my contacts in my phone are Ukrainian. Uh, but yes, in 2014, um, before my dawn, I, I, I you know, lived a very, very uh, American life, so to say, um, and uh, because of well, social media, Facebook in particular, a lot of Ukrainians my age, people in my profession, started coming out out of woodworks and talking about revolution, and that's that's when I started meeting a lot of like-minded individuals, and that's how Razum started um, in 2014. That's fascinating, and I am full of admiration for Razum. Uh, I first came across your organization, I think it was a little over two years ago. Uh, at that time, you were doing these evening meetings, uh, meet and greet kind of things for Ukrainian tech startups. And the first one I attended was uh, in the West Village in New York City and got a chance to meet the company Heidi's. And uh, since then, yes. I've, I've developed a relationship with them. We keep in touch. I've interviewed them several times and written about. I, I'm just really happy to hear that, that because of, of, of the work that we do, you were able to connect with someone who now you you work with. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's the purpose of what Razum is. Yes. And, you know, I've been involved in the Ukrainian-American community for well over 40 years now. 
both in terms of various organizations and writing and so forth. But I like the direction that Razum is taking because it's very contemporary. It's focusing on what's happening now and how Ukrainians can plug in. And so I'm curious, uh, in terms of the organization, I know you operate in New York City. Do you operate in any other cities in the U.S.? Well, since Razum was born online, um, it, it, to be honest, we never we never uh, set a goal of, of you know opening branches all over the world, so to say, just because it doesn't really matter where you are as long as you have connections to the internet, you can be a volunteer, you can participate in a project. So uh, if we look starting with our board members, we have a board member who lives in LA, we have a board member who lives in Philadelphia, uh, we also have a branch in Ukraine and Kiev, very active. Uh, therefore, we can say because because of the uh, the worldwide web, we're able to invite and keep people that don't live in New York. But majority of our work and uh, is in New York, and we do feel that it is very important to meet face to face, to have uh, monthly meetings. We have board meetings every two weeks in person. You know. Internet connects us, but we need to build those relationships with people that work together. So it sounds like you're both a virtual organization and a physical organization with a presence in New York City. Yes, that's, that's, that's right. Can you talk a little bit about some of the programs? We chatted very briefly about the uh, Razum IT program that you had going on a couple of years back. But what else is Razum up to? So... When we started Razum, it was very spontaneous, and no one really had a plan, frankly. Uh, we were responding to what was going on in Ukraine on Maidan, and that, that, that was the only reason why we even registered as a nonprofit, just because we were receiving donations, and we, didn't, we wanted to make sure that we're not paying taxes on that. Um, so after the activity of Maidan subsided, after the new president was elected, and, you know, things, quote unquote, went back to normal, we sat down as a team and, and started talking. What is our purpose? What are we here to do? And we realized that because of the activity that of, of 2014 and 15, we have built so many connections that can really help Ukraine become a prosperous, modern democracy. And we did not want to lose that even though the primary goal was to support Maidan and make sure that Maidan went. Um, so after that time, we created six initiatives where uh, we started with Arava Made. Um, it, it sounds exactly what it is. We were supporting uh, people with humanitarian aid. We worked with uh, orphanages in Ukraine and so on. And because we have volunteers all over the place, we have different groups that continue working on these projects and, and, and they don't you know, particularly need the support of the core team on a regular basis. Therefore, these projects are able to live on their own. Um, so Razum Aid is, is, is working with humanitarian aid in Ukraine. Razum Culture, again, we are proud of who we are and we want to attract people that are not familiar with Ukraine by different events, such as film screenings, fashion shows, uh, theater performances and so on. So we were lucky to uh, connect to Ukrainian celebrities and, and have them come to the United States, particularly to New York, and perform 
either at our fundraisers or uh, again at be part of different festivals. We were lucky enough to have a Svetoslava Karchuk uh, in 2017 and in November uh, play a, a private show to benefit Razum. Uh, we spoke about Razum IT as well. Again, Razum IT is a program that works and supports the IT sector in Ukraine. Uh, we want to talk about it. We want to, again, promote what's positive, what's energetic in Ukraine. We want to make sure that people abroad understand that Ukraine is not just about, it's not just about the crisis. Ukraine is about intelligent people building things. Erasm Think is the next initiative. Um, you can think of it as a as a, as a very small-scale think tank. It's a group of people, mostly in Washington, D.C., that um, whenever, again, everyone is on volunteer basis. And Osmond is 100% volunteer-based organization. So whenever these individuals, professionals in their field, have time and desire and see the need, uh, within Razum Think, they write white papers on Ukraine. The last one, the one that personally I'm very proud of, is, is called U.S. Policy on Ukraine. Uh, again, U- Ukrainian, uh, uh, I should say, American Ukrainians in uh, in Washington realized, especially the ones working uh, on Capitol Hill, realized that there was confusion about uh, what was happening in Ukraine during Maidan and after. They were confusing names and last names, Yatsenyuk, Yanukovych. So uh, they were terrified with the fact that there was a little bit of that lack of, of, of information. So they partnered with people on the ground in Ukraine and wrote this paper, and we promoted it and had a, had a lot of different events on the Capitol, also in Europe, to, to talk about this particular paper. Next one is an awesome ticket. Um, we work with schools and Olympiads in Ukraine to promote STEM. Uh, Olympiads in Ukraine, very often you have students that are stellar in math and, 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 and physics, but they're just not able to partic- participate in the Olympiad because they cannot pay for their ticket uh, to the National Olympiad. So we pay for bus, train tickets, and also we provide food and awards uh, for these kids um, at the Olympiad. Um, that next one is, 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 is dear to my heart is the Co-Pilot Project. Uh, Co-Pilot Project is working with Ukrainian neurosurgeons in Ukraine to raise the standard of neurosurgery training. It's dear to my heart because my husband started this uh, this project and uh, we met because of Razum, because of revolution, and then he was asking me a lot of questions about nonprofit. Uh, and now he's involved in it, and the co-pilot is one of the biggest projects that we have. Um, and the last one is Razum Partners. Razum Partners act as a, as a clearinghouse for different projects that the core team within Razum cannot take on because we either don't have time or don't have the expertise. So we partner with nonprofits in Ukraine and individuals in Ukraine that can see projects through. So if anyone is interested in Razum Partners, um, they can go on our website and read more about the projects that we already work with. Um, I can name a few. We work with Jadam Foundation. We work with Bodan Habrelishan Foundation. We work with Udwimo Prinorazum, Building Ukraine Together. These are amazing projects that are truly changing Ukraine from the grassroots level. And we're very happy to partner with them and support them with fundraising in the United States and promotion uh, outside of Ukraine. 
Maria, with you all know, these I, activities I going on, how do you keep track of it all? Can I tell you, it's a lot of really good people that 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 are responsible and are very passionate about what they're doing. It, it, it's hard, you know. We all have our our, our times where, where where we we're very honest with each other. We you know, so we we keep it uh, we keep it. How should I say that? If someone feels like they are burned out, they need a break. They can say that, and they can step aside and say, "I need to take care of my career. I need to take care of my family. I can't do volunteering right now." Um, and everyone understands. So someone steps in, or that project goes a little bit dormant, and then that person has a break, and very often they come back in a in a, in a even in a bigger capacity after taking a break and getting more energized. Honestly, going to Ukraine and talking to young individuals there, they're making things happen is so, so inspiring. My husband and I, with our with the co-pilot project, we take two trips a year at least. And every time I come back, I want to do more and more and more. And how many members or volunteers do you have altogether? So if I would have to give you a number, um, I would say, I would say it's 500, but again, we don't have a formal membership, and that's another big item on our to-do list. And why I'm saying 500, because that's the number of members we have on our uh, Facebook group, on Facebook, and that's usually how we communicate. And it's a wonderful tool, because anytime I need an information or a contact, I just write in a group asking for, for whatever I need, and usually within within minutes, I get a response of some kind. So it's, it's truly a network that really cares about each other. And, and it, it just feels good to have that support. Because I, you know, what do I know about neurosurgery? What do I know about, uh, you know, uh, humanitarian aid around the world? I, you know, I can't know everything. But because we have a network of people that either do it professionally or have interest in it, I can ask and I will get the right answer. Unfortunately, we're almost out of time. If anyone in our audience wants to find out more information about Razum, where can they go? They can go to razumforukraine.org. Great. And I know you're also very active on Facebook as well. Correct. If, if, if people want to be updated on a daily basis, they can go to Razum for Ukraine on Facebook as well. Thank you so much. Thank you, Michael. It was a pleasure talking to you. I have been speaking with Maria Soroka, who is the president of Razum a civic engagement organization, which is both a virtual organization and has a very large presence in New York City. This is Mike Burek, your host and the producer of Kreditsia, The Well, a monthly podcast about Ukrainians and their activities around the globe. Until next time, that's all for now.